sisters. In this segment, what I like to tackle are the concepts of living wage and fair share, as in pay your fair share. We're going to start off with the living wage and the two uh, sources that I use. Of course, I will provide those links for you to uh, review yourself. And I always encourage you to you know do your own research um, review even what I put out there because you may come to a different conclusion and that's completely fine. It's all about discussing these ideas um, respectfully, right? So I'm going to start off with living wage and we're going to define it first. You know, what is a living wage? Okay. So here, this is from February 12th of uh, 2021 and it starts off beautifully. <laughs> exactly what I wanted to know. What is a living wage? A living wage refers to a theoretical income level that allows an individual or family to afford adequate shelter, food, and or basic necessities. The goal of a living wage is to allow employees to earn enough income for a satisfactory standard of living and to prevent them from falling into poverty. Economists suggest that a living wage should be substantial enough to ensure that no more than 30% of it gets spent on housing, and this amount will often be substantially higher than the legal minimum wage. Now, this is really, really interesting because it makes a lot of presumptions. And first it starts off, you know, it says it's theoretical, right? And then it then it makes a lot of presumptions. And this is where I would I would ask you to really step back and think because the question that I always have with things of this nature or so you say, you know, a living wage is, and let's, let's forget the fact that they said it's theoretical, okay? They say that a living wage is for, you know, a family to be able to not be poor, to be, you know, above the poverty line, so to speak, um, or an individual. And it sounds really, really great on the surface, like, hey, we don't want people to be poor but it makes a lot of assumptions. And so my question is always, is that person poor or is that family poor because they're trying their hardest and they just can't catch a break? Or is that family or individual poor because they're not trying, because they're not making good decisions, because they're not working hard, because they're playing the victim, because they're sitting back waiting for a handout, right? So that's the first question that I ask with all of these things and, and uh, you know, when we're helping welfare state, all of those things, I always ask because the assumption is that everybody is trying as hard as they can and the ones who are succeeding, they're, they, they got lucky and the ones who aren't, they're just unfortunate, unfortunate. And so, you know, we of course have to have to help them without first asking the question, are they helping themselves? So the biggest problem that I have with the living wage concept is so we go down here, you know, uh, how living wage uh, works. The idea of a living wage and its effects on the economy is hotly debated. Critics argue that implementing a living wage establishes a wage floor which harms the economy. They believe that companies reduce the number of employees hired if they have to pay in increased wages. This creates higher unemployment resulting in a, a dead weight loss as people who would work for less than a living wage no longer get offered employment. 
So first of all, and as they say, the living wage is theoretical, but they're talking about it in this paragraph, especially like it's a matter of fact, like here in this line right here, as people who would work for less than a living wage no longer get offered employment. As people who would work for less than a living wage, well, the living wage is theoretical, meaning it's, it exists in theory only. It's not, it's not something that is actually true. There are too many variables to say, okay, this is a living wage. Now, they, they do go through figures and like a, they go through one like MIT figure all this stuff to where, you know, um, it's down here at the bottom. Where is it at? I thought that it was pretty cool. Because I, I at least like, I like data. At least someone's trying to, to apply math right here. According to researchers at MIT, the living wage in the United States was $16.54 per hour or $68,808 per year in 2019 before taxes for a family of four, i.e. two working adults, two children, up from $16.14 in 2018. Of course, the living wage will vary by family size and the cost of living in a particular city or location. So once again, this is throwing out a lot of presumptions and there's a lot of gaps here. Right. If the family of four, two working adults are bringing in 68,000, let's just call it 68. And let's say that they're each bringing in half that. The question still becomes. Whatever job they have that's making them, you know, that thirty four thousand dollars a year. Is that due to their own choices? You know, did they actually go get an education and, and acquire a skill that they can then leverage for more money? Or did they were they were they somehow hindered, even though they were trying their hardest and therefore need need a boost or a bump? So they never address that. Right. It's like you're trying to make it this humanitarian thing like, oh, we don't want people to be below the poverty line. But you're taking out individual choice, you're taking out the individual freedom and you're artificially saying, Here's what a living wage is. Here's what everybody should be paid. Right. It's just like having that 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 basic income that they're talking about today. That is artificially, you know, saying here's what you need to survive and everybody else is just going to have to accommodate it. And it's a very socialist. It's a very socialist strategy. And I personally think that it does more harm than good because it's not a free market. In a free market, you would then gain a skill and then leverage that skill for for a wage. And then you as an employee or potential employee would negotiate with the employer that wage and the agreement would be between you two to institute a living wage or basic basic uh, you know, uh, income or, or anything to that minimum wage, all of those things, you hinder the free market and you as a third party come in and say, no, you as an employer have to pay this and you as an employee have to take this or higher. And that's not what this country is about. Right. So my, my two biggest uh, issues, you know, one, the question, are these people, or, or is this an individual, as I said before, 
are they poor or making less than what they consider living wage, which is theoretical? Are, are they in that state because they're trying their hardest and they're being hindered by outside forces? Or is it based on their own, they have the same opportunities as everyone else, but their choices are taking them down a route where they're not going to have as much income and they're not gonna be as prosperous due to their own, of their own making. In which case, that's on them, right? That's on them. We all have this, that's the Americans, the American way. We, we all start and have the opportunity to pursue our happiness. It's not guaranteed, but you have the opportunity to pursue it. Now, if, they're, if they can show that they're being held back by some outside force and, and, that, and, that, and that force is holding them back based on you know, any number of factors, religion, gender, um, uh, you know, ethnicity, then of course, that is not America either. That is unconstitutional and we need to address that. But I believe instituting a living wage is going to cause more harm than good because employers are not just gonna eat. They're not gonna eat that loss. They're either gonna go automation or they're going to outsource or they're going to um, you know, let people go. They're not just gonna eat that. You know, or, or whatever products that they produce, they're, they're going to raise the prices on those and then they're gonna pass that off to the consumer. That's business. So I find that interesting. So I, the whole concept personally, now this is just me, me personally, the whole concept of living wage is absolutely ridiculous. It's a socialist, it's a communist strategy, and it's gonna cause more harm than good 100% of the time. We need to just allow it to be a free market. It's a free market, a free market and a meritocracy. Those two together will be self-correcting and it won't matter who you are, what you look like, if you have a skill and you can leverage it, you're gonna succeed. And that's gonna come down to your individual decision-making and your individual accountability and responsibility and, and basically gumption, right? So the next one is going to be fair share. So I found this one here. This one's pretty cool. Because I was wondering, you know, because there's a lot of talk about how you know this percentage of, of our population pays this much. So I thought this was really cool. And this is from May 5th of, of 2021. So this is a very recent article. And so it, it goes through all the figures and numbers. And um, I'll read just a little bit. As with any statement of this nature, there are some qualifiers and distinctions to be made. First of all, these numbers refer to federal income taxes, not all income taxes and withholdings. Most workers not, not all income taxes and withholdings. Most workers have money withheld from each paycheck as mandatory contributions to the Social Security and Medicare trust funds, which are also socialist policies, by the way. If you're self-employed, you pay 15.3% of your gross earnings in so-called payroll taxes. I'm self-employed, I know about this. If you're employed by someone else, you pay 7.65% and your employer pays the same amount and this is from the uh, Social Security Administration. Many workers are also subject to state and local income taxes, property taxes and sales taxes, you guys know all this. That said, why don't 49% of Americans owe any federal income tax um, on April 15th? There are two main reasons, income level and tax benefits. The tax system in the United States is designed to be progressive. I'm gonna come back to that progressive meaning that higher incomes are asked to pay a larger percentage in taxes. 
If your income level is relatively low, standard deductions and exemptions can quickly lower your tax burden to zero. Now, one thing that I want to address when we're talking about fair share, right? You look up the word fair, right? You know, equal, equality, equity. That's a really big word today, it's equity, right? We're talking about fair share. The progressive tax strategy in and of itself is not fair, right? It's very classes, it's, it's classes, so, which is a Marxist strategy. It's going, it's going to separate you out by class and it's gonna make it adversarial as you burden one group over another, right? So you have that classism right there. Now read it again. Progressive, meaning that higher incomes are asked to pay larger percentages of taxes. So when you say fair share, you're already, we're, we already know that we're in this, this progressive, progressive tax strategy that is going to burden people who have more over people who have less. So that in and of itself is not fair, right? Fair would be, let's say that it's 5% income tax on everybody. You earn an income, I don't care if it's $100 a year, you're gonna pay 5% of that. That would be fair. We know this, progressive is not fair. As you can see, it, if you have more, you have to pay more, which means that if you have less, you don't have to pay as much, and in some cases, you don't have to pay at all. That is not fair. And when they, when they apply fair share, it's usually today to villainize people who have more, who are already paying more. And so they insinuate that they need to pay even more than what they're paying. And they try to say, well, you know, this people, they paid zero in taxes into this, this, and they do all this nice little jargon to make something seem a certain way, assuming that nobody's going to research what they're saying that they're just gonna take what they're saying on face value, which happens a lot. So they bank on, on, the, on people's ignorance and they bank on the fact that people aren't going to research. But in and of itself, progressive tax strategy, we know this, it takes more from people who have more. That is not fair at all. And so I want you to read this because it, it really does break it down nicely. It tries to Though what I find interesting is that it, it, it seems like in the beginning that it's saying that, well, that's not really true. You don't really have that small percentage paying that much of, of, of everything. And then in the beginning, then when it gets down to the bottom, it says, well, you know, yeah, a small percentage actually does pay for everything, but what they're paying for is really like the elderly on social security and then children. And so they, they, they know the numbers, the, they, they know that the data isn't going, to, isn't going to support what they're saying. So then they go into trying to hit your heartstrings. Like, yeah, but we're taking care of the elderly and we're taking care of children and, and the downtrodden, right? Always under this guise of humanitarianism, but it's not fair. And that's the point I'm making now is that you're saying, you know, fair share. It's not fair share. You start off saying that, you know, or sorry, excuse me, by the end, you're saying, yes, it actually isn't equal. It actually isn't fair share, but they should wanna do it because we're taking care of, of the elderly and of children. Same thing with the living wage. It's a theoretical concept that of course is gonna stress the economy. It, it, it goes in direct contradiction to free market, 
But hey, we want to keep people above the poverty line. You know, you know what else keeps people above the poverty line? Free market, meritocracy, and opportunity. And if, and if a person wants to be above the poverty line, they can be above the poverty line. If they don't, they won't be. And that's it. And in that scenario, we'd really be able to tell which people actually needed help and which people are actually just sitting back waiting for a handout. Also, within a free market and a meritocracy, you incentivize people to get above the poverty line. You incentivize them to be better. You incentivize them to work harder. Whereas with the living wage concept and fair share and welfare act and all of those things, even the stimulus checks that we got going now, you're incentivizing people not to work, not to be prosperous. You're incentivizing them to sit back and wait for another handout from the government. And in order for the government to do this, they actually have to take money from the citizens. So imagine Robin Hood robbing from the, from the poor to give it back to the poor, but giving them back less because they had expenses. <laughs> so I, I just wanna leave you with, with this. You know, of course I, I encourage you to read through this and you may come away with a, you know, with a, a different conclusion, but you know, income tax in and of itself is theft. It just is. They're taking your property by force and reallocating it without your say-so. And I've said this before and somebody said, well, you have your vote. No, I shouldn't have to vote to determine how my money is spent after it's forcibly taken from me. The thing is that it shouldn't be forcibly taken from me. It's my property. And to do that makes me a serf. It makes me a slave. So that's where I'm starting from already. But then when you throw in living wage, or once again, you're just going to end up incentivizing people not to work hard. You're going to, you're going to burden the employers and the companies, and they're going to have to figure out a way to prosper. And that's going to have backlash and it's going to trickle down. And then with the fair share, it actually isn't fair. And once again, that progressive structure incentivizes people not to work hard because if you get above a certain line, they're going to take more money from you. Where's the incentive to ever get above that line? You just stay down here where you get more benefits or you go way down here and you have to pay anything and the government's actually paying you. People are going to do what you incentivize them to do, generally speaking. That's just human nature. It doesn't matter how, how humanitarian you think you are. It doesn't matter how moral you think you are. The, the truth is in the mathematics and it's in history. They both back up what I'm saying. And if you're not acknowledging truth, then you are not a moral person. You're just trying to feel good in the moment, but you're actually gonna cause more damage moving forward. So living wage, even in theory, is a ridiculous socialist concept that's going, that is, that is anti-American, anti-constitution, and it's gonna cause nothing but destruction. And incentivize people not to produce. And then fair share does the same thing. It takes from the producers and the people who have made good decisions and basically gives everybody who, who's not an out. 
You don't have to be poor in this country. You just don't have to be poor. And if you are poor, most likely it's because of your own decisions and your own choices. And I, I know there's exceptions here or there, and, in, and I'm sure people are gonna watch this and then try to provide me with an exception. You're gonna provide me with one exception or two out of 350 million people. Okay. That does not debunk what I'm saying. It's human nature. We need to be in a straight free market and we need to be in a straight meritocracy and we need to weed out all of these socialist policies that have been rotting our country since, gosh, 1913 with the Federal Reserve is a very monumental um, you know, time. So no on living wage and no on the progressive uh, tax structure because it's not paying fair share at all. So no on fair share, no on living wage. <laughs> but let me know what you think about it, okay? Um, and as always, if we're moving in the darkness, all we need to do is turn the light. You guys take care.